Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Welcome back to the 1% Club podcast. Guys, I did the breakdown earlier in the week. It is Thursday, which means you know who. My man Shay is on with us to talk about the gambling side of things. We try and make that money, right? Let's hit off the uh, the main card here. And I know Shay's got some good plays on the prelims for us. So right now, let's get into the main card. Starting out, Anthony Hernandez versus Mark Andre Barrio. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you run with this one. What do you? What do you? Uh, tell me what you like about this one. I have my own opinion on this fight, but I want to hear yours first. Shay, tell us what the deal is. I would say I, I have a moderate position on uh, Fluffy over here. The way I look at this, the grappling advantage is definitely going to be in Fluffy's favor, um, and the only chance of a finish in the grappling department is going to be is is going to come from Fluffy, in my opinion. As far as the striking goes, Fluffy actually does have does do a good job with the volume, and he, he's not a very good striker. I expect Barriel to actually have the cleaner shots. You know, he's the better technical striker, but he is not going to have as much volume, I don't believe. And if you're going to play that game in the striking game, you have to have a power advantage, which I don't think Barriel has. He doesn't have much power, and the one biggest, you know, I. When I was thinking of this fight, I was like, Barriot's got great cardio, you know what I mean? So let, let me factor that in. But when I actually pulled up, actually went through the film, there's, there's two kind of cardios. There's how big of a tank you have and how much of it you use. Like Hamza Chemaev, for example, in my opinion, has a huge gas tank. He just, he's just pedal to the metal from the opening bell. Barriot, I don't know if he's got a big gas tank, he just doesn't do that much. Like, he doesn't push the pace very much. Like, it's one thing to have great cardio and actually you're pushing the pace from start to finish, like, say, Nate Diaz or Tony Ferguson. The way Barriot fights, I don't think there's, there's, there's not a lot of pressure. He's going to land the cleaner shots? Yeah, but I don't think that'll put Fluffy away. And the grappling advantage is in Fluffy's favor. I played, I guess, what we would call, we're trying to do units over here, I guess it would be a half a unit on Fluffy minus 152 is what I played. I like Fluffy a lot in this uh, as well. Um, I, I, I just think when you talk about Barrio's cardio, I think it's more of a volume thing, right? Like he's got good volume that he puts out. Man, I got to be honest with you, though. I was super impressed with Anthony Hernandez's his, uh, grappling ability against Josh Frim. Uh, Frim is a big, big puncher. He's got some good volume as well, but Hernandez uh, put on a pretty crazy pace, man. And, uh, you know, he, he, did, he, he wrestled really well, and he showed uh, some very good grappling in that fight. I just think stylistically, uh, Hernandez is a tough matchup for Barrio, which is why I, I'm leaning that way as well. Uh, you just, Bro, if he you fluffed, let's the, not forget this. He subbed Rodolfo Vieira. Can you believe that? Yeah. He just doesn't, Barrio doesn't have the ability to, put him away early, I don't think. I think Anthony's going to have to get tired for him to be finished in this fight. I think he's got the grappling advantage. I don't think the striking advantage is that big. Uh, I think Hernandez is going to get this fight to the ground. I think he's either going to control the positions or he's going to find a submission win. So I I, I like Hernandez uh, moderately as well in this fight. But I do have some, some people inside of Sanford, and they're all saying Barrio looks really good, and he is in fantastic shape, which is always the case from what I can uh, what I understand with him. So uh, moving on, Tanner Bozer versus uh, Hadurigo Fejea, uh, Nascimento. I actually don't really have much of a position on this one. Uh, 
I, I'm a fan of watching both these guys. They're both big, you know, big punchers, all that good stuff. So I don't really have a position, so I'm gonna let you uh, lean with it, rock with it on this one. Tell me where you're at and what you like to play here. When you, you know, I, I usually I have my guys pull clips for me, like little foot, footage, little pieces of footage that I think may be, you know, pertinent. When you're watching Boser not doing anything, the guy, the guy, dude looks like Cyril Gaon. Like, he is unbelievably fast. He's explosive. He's got everything, but he just doesn't do anything with it. He does not throw it. There's zero volume. There's no striking. There's no nothing. He's dancing in and out. He looks so fluid. He looks so technically sound. Everything is perfect. He just doesn't do much with it. I'm wondering, perhaps this matchup, because not Samantha's going to come after you. Maybe this matchup actually brings out, you know, maybe he's not fighting an Andre Olovsky or someone. This Maybe this matchup brings that out from him. He's, he looks like a great athlete. He's fast, explosive. Everything's great. He just doesn't do anything. The one thing I'll say about this fight, though, is if Nascimento gets Bozer down, Bozer is in deep, 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 deep waters. So for that alone, I play the dog plus 160. Very small position. I guess it would be a quarter unit. Simply because of the fact that there is that X factor to me. Not that I've seen Bozer have struggle in, that, in those areas. I haven't seen him taken down, really. But for the mere fact that if he does get taken down, he's going to be in huge trouble. Coupled with the fact that he doesn't really... Too much, even though he looks good. I sprinkled a little bit, a little something on the uh, on Asimento. Uh Next up to bat, Joe Pfeiffer, one of the Philly boys. Joe Pfeiffer versus Alan Abadovsky. Um, man, I, Pfeiffer's the real deal in my opinion. He comes from that Philly gym. Everybody that comes out of that gym is solid, very well rounded. I love that gym's cage wrestling. I love their striking. Those boys always come in shape. Man, they, that gym has really stuck out to me. I like that gym a lot. I like those guys. They always seem to have their shit together. They always come organized, and they're always ready to fight. So uh, I just – we haven't seen enough out of Amadoski really to, in my opinion, to play him, you know. Like I, I'm not saying it's impossible. You know, obviously last, last week we saw a, a minus 400 favorite lose, but – for me, I have not seen enough information out of Amadoski to lead me to believe that he's going to beat a young up and comer like Joe Pfeiffer. You know, I just, I just don't, I don't see it. So for me, uh, Pfeiffer is the is the play. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. This is a really big position for me on Pfeiffer over here. It's I guess to win one unit. Um, Amadoski is awful, man. He's awful. Like not to take any, not to take anything away from you know your boy Ugly Joe's win, but. He is terrible. He, his chin is up in the air. He's swinging these outside of some, if he lands some combination in round one and lands a couple of lucky shots, there's, I just don't see any way how he's even competitive in this fight. Like, and I remember, you know, when I was watching that fight, you were like, hey, up the middle, up the middle. You were calling for the knees. Up, I don't remember exactly what you were calling for, but this guy is so wide open up the middle. He's yep. pressing forward with looping shots, chins right up there. Like, it's just, and Pfeiffer is actually good. Like, this line, it's not often that I'm surprised by a minus 420 favorite. Like, we were stunned that Kamzad opened up a minus 430 versus Holland, and we just hammered whatever we can on there. But, I mean, minus 420 actually really surprised me. This is like a minus 800, minus 900 line for me. I hammered Pfeiffer, minus 420. I just don't see how he loses. I mean, if he loses to Amadovsky, like... If you lose to Amadowski, then yeah, he can lose to anybody. Like, Amadowski's bottom of the barrel we're talking about. Bottom of the food chain, talent-wise. I, I just, I'll be stunned if Amadowski wins this fight. These last three fights I'm actually really excited for. I think uh, I think they're very competitive, especially the feature in the co-main. Uh, the features, Andre Feely versus Bill Algio. I am a really big fan of both these guys. And and uh, I've, I've rolled with Feely before. He's a very talented grappler. But, man, for me... 
Algio is very tricky. He's very tricky. He's he's uh, he's he's got very good jujitsu defense. His, in my opinion, this is Andre Feely. The 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 we talk about path to victory, right? And the the problem is with path to victory is people don't always use that path. I think for me, the clear cut path to vic- victory here, the biggest difference in skill is going to be Andre Feely's ability to wrestle. Now, in the past, it seems like he's gotten away from that. You know, the, the guys that have given Algio trouble have been guys that held him on the fence, took him down, banked rounds against him. And it just seems like Feely started doing that and then kind of got away from it. So I, I would be really excited to see Feely mix up his strikes in with his grappling and, and get those takedowns. You know, even if he doesn't, Algio's not an easy guy to hold down. But I think in order for Feely to win this fight, I think he's going to have to mix his game up. I think he's going to have to play some cage wrestling. I think he's going to have to get some open mat takedowns, bank some rounds. Algio's not an easy guy to get out of there. He's very tricky, long striker. I think Feely, this is Feely's fight to win if he can uh, mix those takedowns in. If he does not get those takedowns, guys, I think Algio's going to give him some real problems on the feet with the length. He's just tricky. He's long. He's hard to deal with. So, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of both of these guys, and I think both of them are really tough matchups for each other. For me, I think Feely needs to, to get the takedowns. And what I mean by that, I don't mean that he can't, uh, he can't strike with Algio. I think he just needs to mix his game up, and that's the biggest variance of skill, in my opinion, in this fight, is Feely's ability to take Algio down. Now, what he does with that, I'm not even really concerned about. It's about banking rounds. Algio's not an easy guy to get out of, the, out of there. I think Algio's path to victory is going to keep this fight standing, uh, stay long, just work pot shots, you know, high kicks, just do his normal game. So for me, whoever's going to be able to implement their game a little bit better is is going to win that. You know, obviously no shit at home, but that's going to be the takedowns, right? Like it's it's Philly is Philly going to be able to mix those takedowns in? If he does, I think he can win this fight. If he doesn't, I think he's going to have a hard time standing with Algio for fifteen minutes. Your thoughts, Shay? I'll say this. I, first of all, I don't know if I agree that um, Andre Philly is going to have a huge advantage with the grappling. Like, I think that's going to be relatively close. Like, I don't think he's going to be taking Algeo down easily. The wrestling, uh, not the grappling, right? The wrestling I'm talking about. I don't think he's going to be able to take down Algeo easily at all. And if he does, like, Algeo is so good. He's getting back up. He's making you work. Mm-hmm. I, 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 lo- I love Andre Philly. Like, uh, just like you said. And th- you know what I love most about Andre Philly is when you're gambling – the number one thing to, that doesn't necessarily translate to more value, but it translates to an easier job handicapping is consistency. Andre Feely has never, I've never seen a fight from Andre Feely where I'm like, oh my God, he looks so much better than I thought he would look. Or like, oh my God, what's with Andre Feely? He looks terrible. Andre Feely to me is as consistent as they come. You know what you're going to get. Obviously you can lose and you can win and you look worse in a loss. You look better in a win, but that's like the same fighter every time. Now, I have what I've not seen is Andre Feely getting better. You know, Andre Feely does not. I, I've, I haven't seen any improvement at all. And with Algio, his stock is rising every time out. Last thing I'll say is there's a myth out there. I, I don't know if it comes from some sharp gamblers or from some squares. I don't know who it comes from. MMA math doesn't work, folks. MMA math works. Okay. Now, Andre Feely got finished by Joanna Sombrito. Bill Algio murked. Joe Anderson Brito for three rounds. Like, this, this, this is recent. The only time MMA math does not work is if it's a completely different stylistic matchup. So if, you know, if Kamzat is going up against Adesanya, and maybe he has a, you know, and he can just take him down with ease so the striking is not, is not let's say, is not a factor at all. But say, uh, say Kamzat loses to Colby Covington because, um, 
he's he, he runs out of cardio, grappling too hard in round four, round five. That does not mean that um, uh, that does not mean in that instance that Colby Covington is going to go and beat Adesanya, and vice versa. But when you're dealing with similar stylistic matchups, like say for example, Michelle Pereira beats um, beats Adesanya again, absolutely destroys him in the kickboxing. Yes, anyone that Adesanya beat decisively in the kickboxing, like a Jared Cannonier, I'm going to make Michelle Pereira, a, a per, Alex, not Pereira. Alex Pereira, a huge significant favorite because the style of the fight is similar and he's shown that he's better. Now, that's a big... I'm really taking that into account. I'm taking into account the stock, which way it's going. Algeo is on the way up. I see improvement every time out. I do not see improvement from, from Feely. And... I am taking into account the MMA math. You know, call me stupid, but to me that's a factor. And I really, I mean, this is a unit, another unit play for me, a big bet on Algeo. I snapped up some Algeo plus 112. I bet it all the way down to plus 102 I still took. This is a big play for me. I really think Algeo is going to get it done. I also sprinkled in a little bit of the over two and a half, um, say like quarter unit, over two and a half, minus 210. I do feel like um, this fight is probably going to be over. Unless Algeo... Um, completely dominates Philly and Philly just runs out of gas like cardio and gets a late finish. Otherwise, I don't really see a finish. Algy doesn't hit that hard. He's not going to be able to take Philly down, I don't think, much at all. So to me, this is an overfight and definitely a big heavy play on Algy. I'll end with this. I think the only problem with the MMA math in the example that you gave is sometimes people just get caught. You know, So if, if, if Brito would have dominated Philly over the course of three rounds, I would highly agree with you. But people do get caught. You know, it was, it was 20 seconds. So I don't think that tells the whole, the whole story. But I do agree with you that MMA math can work. If the styles are, are similar, it definitely, it definitely does work, especially with a, a larger sample size. So this is a really good fight I'm excited for. I think both these guys are evenly contested. I, I like this fight a lot, man. I think this is going to steal the show with a, with a lot of people. So, I mean, um, just to respond to that, just to respond to that, obviously MMA math is not a lock. Like it's not. I'm not going to no, throw my, my my life savings on this because he won. But does it add a five to ten percent edge? Like, yeah. and you can say he just got caught. Well, Brito had three rounds to catch Aljo. He didn't do it. He caught yep. Philly and he put him away. That that means something to me. Yep. You know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Co-main event. I'm super stoked with this one. A guy that I've been. Uh, I kind of came up with uh, Chitty and Jaquani. I think we we're on RFA one together or RFA two or three or four or something like that. Fighting uh, RoboCop, Gregory Rodriguez. I actually have a pretty strong opinion on this. Uh, it's interesting that we saw the we've seen the line movement move from Chitty being the dog into now he's a minus one twenty five favorite is what I'm seeing. And I think you know I get flashbacks to you a few weeks ago telling me, hey, you gotta you gotta take account what Vegas isn't looking for. And and for me, I don't know what they're seeing or or. or Whenever this, uh, whenever this line was 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 made, the way I see this fight is, in my opinion, for Rodriguez to win this fight, I think he has to finish early. I think the longer this fight goes on, the better for uh, for Chitty. I think Chitty's power will remain the same through 15 minutes. Of course, his 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 uh, Achilles heel has been the takedown and people riding him out, but. Dude, he's a black belt too, you know, and and he, I, I don't, I don't know if he wants to grapple with Gregory because Gregory, I think, is a different black belt than him, but I don't think Chitty's gonna be necessarily like out of place, you know what I mean? I don't think it's gonna be like a cut through butter type thing. I think he'll be able to last, and if this fight gets back to the feet and RoboCop runs out of energy, I think he's gonna be in trouble. So for me, in my opinion, I think 
Rodriguez needs to win this fight early. Can he win this fight early? Absolutely he can. But for me, I think Chitty can I think Chitty can win this fight through through three rounds. I think he can knock him out late. I think he can knock him out early. I think I think his stock is on the rise, like we saw. You know, Gregory's is too, but he's been in some he's been in some close fights with you know Jung and Park. I just I think stylistically Chitty is a tough, tough matchup for Rodriguez. And and Rodriguez has seemed to have fallen fallen in love with his hands lately. I think if that's the case here. I don't think there's very many guys in that middleweight division that are going to outstrike Chidi Njokwani. I like the play at plus money and even at, you know, minus 125 as well. Of all the fights on this card, this is by far the fight that I've gone back and forth the most on. I had it, I actually had it in my head for weeks, you know, I was waiting to bet Chidi. I'm like, like you said, I thought this matchup favored Chidi a lot. I do feel like he has more ways to win. Plus, there may be a little bias creeping, I just can't stand Gregory Rodriguez. Um, yeah, I, I still haven't, you know what I mean? I still haven't gotten over the Marquez fight. Um, I mean, man, I'm going to, I'm going to go to, if I'm, I'm going to go to my grave thinking I had a little part of that loss for Julian. Like I really thought the, uh, low kick would be the outside low kick that Gregory showed a real flaw there. I thought that would work great. And uh, lo and behold, a bunch of, uh, you know, Gregory says after the fight that a bunch of Brazilians, whoever were there, were in your room as you're warming up with Julian and they're watching him practice that and he just... Caught him with a right-hand counter, and, I mean, great job. Julian is not easy to finish, and he finished him. I, I, I'm still salty about that fight. The one thing I will say about this fight, which ultimately swayed me, and I'll, I'm going to ask you for your opinion. Let's say these two, obviously this is, that's not the case. It's an MMA fight. If these two dudes are locked in a cage fighting for their children, their lives are on the line, whatever, whatever you want to... Make it the highest stakes possible. Whatever that, whatever does that for you. Who do you think wins this fight then? I don't think there's any difference, right? When you get in there, people aren't competing. Like people are trying to survive, right? Like I, I mean, I'll I think, tell you why I think I'm asking. The same. I'll tell you why I'm asking because I think there is a difference. Because I feel like Chidi has more ways to win, no doubt. Gregory Chidi. The biggest disparity when I'm looking at this fight objectively is Gregory Rodriguez's grappling advantage. I feel like if Gregory Rodriguez is fighting for his kids, he, so he doesn't use it sometimes. But if he needs this win, take him down round one. You can tell me Chitty's a black belt, man. I don't, I don't know where he got that black belt. Um, he's they're not a they're different, player. for sure. For sure. No doubt. Yeah, no if doubt. Chitty takes him, if Rodriguez takes him down and his life is on the line, I feel like he finishes him. He takes him down, he pounds him out or subs him. I truly believe that. Now, I think that is the most likely scenario. Now, the one thing I will say with the grappling, if Rodriguez does grapple heavy and does not get the finish, his cardio is going to wane, and I feel like Chidi knocks him out late. I may sprinkle in um, a little Chidi via round three knockout at like plus 1,600, maybe even some round two knockout that's about 1,700 or so. I may dabble a little like that and hedge, hedge off my um, Rodriguez play. The last thing that sent me over to the Rodriguez side was the line movement. Like, Rodriguez opened up as a minus-125 favorite. Suddenly, he's a plus-105, plus-110 dog. I can't pass that up. I, I, again, I'm going back to the fact where I feel like if Gregory needs to win this fight, if he fights intelligently, takes him down right off the bat, looks to, looks to consolidate a dominant position, I feel like the finish is going to be there for him. I feel like... That like Gregory can strike with Chitty. Is he as good as Chitty? No, not even close. No. But the biggest disparity, in my opinion, in skill is going to be the grappling advantage. For that reason, for that reason, I am hitting Gregory. 
on the money line, and I'm going to look to sprinkle in some hedges with Chitty Wheel with a late knockout. That doesn't mean he can't knock him out in the first, but I'm just going with a scenario like path to I victory. I like that. I, I agree with you. Path to victory. The most dominant path to victory either fighter has is Gregory, and I don't think Chitty knocks him out round one if Gregory uses that path because I think he's going to take him down and control him. We've seen Chitty controlled by far lesser grapplers than Gregory Rodriguez. I think Gregory either dominates him, finishes him early with a grappling, or phase late and Chitty knocks him out. Main event, Corey Sanhagen, the Sandman versus Song Yadong. Um, I have a fairly strong opinion about this one as well. I think stylistically, uh, Sanhagen is a very, very difficult matchup for Song. I'm going to venture to say that you have a difference in opinion, but let me let me tell you why first. I think Song matches up with, with really good guys that have good boxing and don't have a ton of footwork. Like, there's like if you're standing in front of him, he's going to do well. The problem with Sanhagen is is I don't think I don't think that you can uh I don't think he's going to find him. I don't think Song has the footwork to find him. And with with all the movement that Sanhagen puts together, it's hard to settle your feet and get that power that Song that Song has. Now, if you're taking away the power of Song, I just don't know how he wins this fight. He's not going to outvolume Sanhagen. I don't, I, I don't see him holding him on the fence. I don't see him taking him down. I could be wrong there. I know, I know there was a deficiency in the TJ fight, but Song is not TJ Dillashaw in my opinion. TJ has the footwork to back that wrestling up to get the good shots in. I think if Song does shoot, I think they're going to be bad shots because I don't think he's going to be able to find Sanhagen's feet out there. I think the footwork of Corey Sanhagen is going to win this fight. And I think he's going to point his way to a decision here. And I think he's going to make it relatively drama-free, in my opinion. I'm going to guess you have a difference in opinion, though. Am I wrong? You're half wrong. Um, so initially, when this line opened up, um, Song was a plus-185 dog. I hammered that. And I'll get to my reasons in a moment. Right now, the line is steadily dropping. I think this line is going to close with Sanhagen around the minus-170, minus-165 favorite. When that happens, I am going to buy back around half of my position with with Sandhagen. Now, you do make a lot of good points. Um, Sandhagen does have some advantages. Here is what I was looking at initially when I hammered Song. Couple things. Number one, while Corey Sandhagen really, I was really high in Sandhagen. I bet him very heavily against Piotr Jan. I I bet Sandhagen a lot. He's made me a good amount of money. The problem that I've seen with Corey Sandhagen is he does he has not used his reach as effectively as he can. There is no way, in my opinion, you can see, even though he was a big dog, he should have lost that fight with Piotr Jan. In my opinion, it was poor fight IQ. A, he was initiating grappling, closing distance, and looking to fit in. I have no goddamn idea why. And number two, he was not. When he was standing behind his kicks, using his jab, he was, having, he was keeping Jan at bay, and Jan couldn't do anything. But you, but could, argue that, you could argue he won both of those fights with Jan and Dillashaw. They were close. I agree. But there were pockets in those fights where I saw some poor fight IQ. He was allowing Jan to get inside, and he was exchanging with him, and then he was initiating grappling exchanges for no reason. Here's what I'll say about Song Yadong. He is the better grappler than Corey Sandhagen, and although he's not a good... I don't think he's as good a grappler as TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw was fighting that fight on one leg, and he was still controlling Sandhagen up against the fence with the grappling. And I don't believe when you're watching the film, that that was because TJ is such a good grappler. I think anyone could do it. There were too, too much spinning stuff. Every spinning attack, he had his back, pop, put him up against the fence. Like certain things that Sandhagen does that you can't do, anyone with a, that's a decent grappler will be able to control you in that spot. 
Plus, Sandhagen not very good at fighting those hands at all. I was very disappointed with TJ. Like, you gotta fight the... How many rounds in a row are you gonna let... You, you gotta be able to fight the hands. It was poor work fighting the hands, poor distance control sometimes. And lastly, Song has speed. Song is gonna have a significant speed advantage. And if Corey Sandhagen, Corey Sandhagen is not constantly conscious to keep him at bay and keep this a range point fight... I think Song is going gonna, is gonna to be able to get inside, land some good shots. I think the striking will suddenly become a lot closer. And I do feel like Song, if he grapples, can bank around or two like that. At 185, Valiant Song all day. But as this line is dropping, minus 170, minus 165, I'm going to look to hedge back a good portion of my position and uh, middle that out. Another great UFC fight night in the books. Uh, that was the main card for us. Just real quick, run us through your favorite prelim positions that you have. Give us the elevator pitch on what you like from the, on the prelims here. I'm just going to give you a quick hit. Give me like 10 seconds of your best you play it. on each matchup. Moda versus Van Camp. Moda, better technical striker, complete lack of power, does not have power, and is going to be completely undersized. I think if Van Camp wrestles, he will win this fight, I'm, and I do not think Moda can finish Van Camp. In my opinion, Van Camp should be the favorite over here. He's a plus 175 dog. FanDuel has plus 186. I slammed that. This is a huge position for me. I think Van Camp gets it done. Gravely versus Basharat. I love Basharat over here. I love Basharat. Maybe I'm biased with the, with, the, um, with the contenders fight the other day. His brother looked great. I, again, big position on Basharat over here. I feel like Basharat gets it done. Agapova versus Robertson. Agapova, better striker. Robertson, better, better grappler. I feel like her grappling is improved. And from what I've heard from her camp, it's really improved. And if her takedowns has indeed improved the way I'm hearing it has to go along with her jiu-jitsu, I think Jillian Robertson will at bare minimum control her, maybe get a sub, maybe win a decision. I like Robertson this spot. Not as much as Basharat, which was I played at minus 150 for a unit, and Van Camp, which I played at plus 186 for like a unit and a half. About a quarter of a unit on Jillian Robinson, minus 132. We're going to stay away from Ogden and Zell Huber. Uh, Gomez. Ogden's my guy. We're not talking about it. Not at all. Not even a little something. You could give us your thoughts. All right, I'll give you my thoughts. I think this is, I think talent wise, this is a mismatch. I think Daniel Zell Huber is the better fighter. I will say this, I absolutely love the game plan. And if you get it done, I'll say this, if you if Trey Ogden wins this fight, man, huge, huge props to Mr. James Krause, because that means that game plan worked. Gomez versus Luke Boomy. Man, uh, this is a fight I don't want to talk much about. <laughs> um, okay, <perfect>. <laughs> I'll say this though. I I Luke Boomy is the better fighter. I think this fight will be standing, and I think Luke Boomy will get it done. She's at minus two hundred. I played Luke Boomy. So I don't want to say anything about the, uh, my analysis of the fight for the same reasons you don't want to talk about Trey. Let's leave that alone. Uh, Lad McMahon. Man, La uh, McMahon at plus 120, 125. I don't know why she's a dog over here. I think there's some value on McMahon. I played a quarter of a unit on McMahon. I think she's the better grappler. I think the striking is close as well. I wouldn't be shocked if McMahon subs her. I definitely wouldn't be shocked if she wins a decision. I'm playing McMahon over here. Giles Kosey. Nothing. I completely passed in that fight. Giles is the better fighter, but he's a significant favorite. And his chin does give me some pause. Uh, Kosi is a fast fighter, and he does have some pop. To me, that's a stay away all the way around. Lastly, a fight I'm looking forward to a lot. Damon Jackson, Pat Sabatini. Oh, man. I, 
I went back and forth in this fight. Sabatini's minus 180 favorite. In round one, I feel like that's a fear line, maybe even a little high. I feel like Jackson, feel like it should be minus 170 or so. But it's a three-round fight, not a one-round fight. Damon Jackson completely ran out of cardio against, uh, what's his name, Ar Argueta? Argueta. And Argueta, Argueta's a decent grappler. Like, that's why he ran out of gas, due to the grappling. Sabatini is a lot better than Argueta, but similar. I feel like he's going to take Jackson to deep waters. I hammered Sabatini over here because I feel like Jackson's going to fade late. I feel like he's a close fight early on. I feel like Sabatini pulls away late. Wouldn't even shock me if Sabatini finishes him. My man, we just went through the entire card. We don't do that very often. Uh, UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen versus Song Yadong. Killer card. I think you got some killer picks in there. I, I, I think that the main card is awesome in here. And this, is, this wouldn't shock me if this is one of those cards that, that uh, you know, surprised everybody and it was a lot better than what people thought. So I'm, I'm excited to watch these fights. I think we're going to see a night full of finishes. But most importantly, let's make some money. See you guys on Saturday night. Let's cash those checks.